Around Comics, Episode 29. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the producer of the show, Brian Salazar. Hello, everyone. We have a mega-sized panel today. I'll start to my left uh, from the forum, one of our favorite posters there, Mr. Bernie Gonzalez. Hey, everyone. And uh, joining us from uh, the earlier episode this week, the writer of Werewolves, Call of the Wild, Mr. Michael Laveri. How you doing, guys? That was good of him to drive up here twice in one week. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can hear there, is one of, uh, one of our good friends, Mr. Matt Summer. How's it going, guys? This is one of our smaller midweek episodes. If you are a, uh, a, a first-time listener to Around Comics, I would uh, suggest that maybe you go back and listen to one of our Monday episodes. They are uh, longer, full-length episodes, complete with top-of-the-stack reviews and recommendations, and wire-to-wire comic news. Uh, our Thursday episodes are just topics that we'll pull out of the air and sit around and talk about for a while. So this week, we are going to to oh that's right we have a sponsor yes we do <laughs> we can't forget about them yeah this episode is sponsored by youbynow.com your spot on the web for toys action figures collectibles and prop replicas check out their excellent selection of dc direct marvel legends master replicas star wars figures and more that's youbynow.com and now the good folks at youbynow.com are offering a 10% discount to all around comics listeners just use the coupon code around comics. That's all one word. When placing your order and receive an additional ten percent off. Youbynow.com. Check them out now. I can finally get my Klingon battle axe. On this one. Hey, <laughs> if you need it, they so go, got it. Please, please go check out Youbynow. Uh, uh, one of the best ways to to get to Youbynow.com is to go to aroundcomics.com and click through one of the banners, which are at our site. I will remind everyone that we record every Friday at uh, Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles at 4835 uh, Northwestern, located in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by and say hello. Uh, one other thing. If you listen to us through iTunes, uh, I would uh, definitely ask that you leave us a review at the iTunes Music Store. It takes a couple minutes and means more than you could possibly know. Hey, All right. hey, mm-hmm. where's Tom? Uh, I believe that he was kidnapped by someone in a Monsieur <laughs> Mala suit. I just noticed Tom was missing. Tom, Tom, as we speak, is probably back in Chicago from going up to Detroit it's the weird, you know, it's a mind bender on these ones because we just recorded the Monday episode and he had to leave I'm to Detroit. So and by the time this one gets released, he will be back from Detroit, back in Chicago. Uh, all right. If you wrap say your so, head around that one, that, that's like a Matt Fraction story right there. All right. Pal. Okay. Just, uh, wondering, just, I was just concerned. All right, guys, there was a big premiere this week. Everyone is talking about it. Superman! Literally, months and months of anticipation about this. Uh, Blade. Sticky fingers. <laughs> His um, name's Kirk. 
Jones. Kirk Sticky. Kirk Sticky. Jones. Every, Sticky everyone Jones. on the panel, except for, for Matt, <clears throat> watched Blade this week. It's on my iPod. I'm going to watch it sometime. You know, so we're going to talk about Blade a little bit, but we're also going to talk about comics as TV shows and some of our favorites, some of the hits, some of the misses. Uh, we talked about uh, movies a few weeks ago, but uh, I think sometimes we, we forget about some of the, the comic properties that have come over to TV. So uh, first reaction on Blade the series. Uh, Sal? Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't care for it all that much. I'm pretty vampired out at this point in my life, so uh, you could say, well, I don't know how was, was it, it rated? rated. Yeah, was it really rated? I don't know if that was overrated, but um, well, you are you are a fan of I know the first two <coughs> movies, especially probably the the first. Yeah, one. I really like the first one. I I was never a big fan of the comic or the character to any degree. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was a little slow and not a whole lot new to... I thought it was a good one-hour premiere that was expanded in yeah, two, two hours. hours. Yeah. Much, much so. uh, Bernie, you saw it. What did you think of it? I wasn't expecting much to begin with. Uh, actually, when I saw the first previews, it echoed a lot of the Witchblade series yeah. that previously aired on mm-hmm. TNT. It, it looks really similar in how it's shot, and the production values are mm-hmm. really similar to that. It, it feels like a Canadian-produced series, you know, where it's trying to mimic uh, an L.A. or a Detroit, but it's shot on the streets of Vancouver and in a back lot somewhere. <laughs> a lot of very, very clean trash. A- absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you can see the the interns dropping by sheets of script paper that aren't being used because there's not much dialogue to begin with <laughs> and are thrown on the set but no I didn't expect much I wasn't disappointed just felt like a very made for TV series so. uh, Mike? Uh, like yourself I thought it was a little longer than it needed to be but I kind of enjoyed it I like where they're going with it it sounds like a good seems like it'll be a good extension onto what they established with the movies um, I'm I'm just sick to death of hissing snarling vampires but um, if they, had, that, you know, they did talk about werewolves in this. Yeah, they mentioned it briefly. It's like, hey, that was actually that was well. The, they talk about um, there's the there's they only the have vampire the budget houses. for yeah, yeah. <laughs> one vampire yeah. transfer well, one werewolf transformation and then per the, season. Yeah, then yeah. but but they actually they talk about the House of Lycan <laughs> and they gave a, a nice nod to some Marvel fans out there because the guy's like, oh, that's Mark Spector's territory, right? Which I right. thought was kind of a nice little nod for the Moon Knight fans out there, you know, but you know they, you know, some, you know, I did like the uh, the appearance of uh, Chuck Liddell, the uh, the ultimate the fighter uh, champion uh, guy. Yeah, he was the tattoo artist, mm-hmm. and except I'm just watching it and going, yeah, he kicked the crap out of Spike Jones or whatever. What's his name? <laughs> Sticky Finger Jones. Yeah. ECW now. <laughs> uh, no, he's a UFC uh, uh, MMA mixed martial arts. Uh, Light heavyweight champion, I think he is. He's a bad mother. Well, I mean, this the the, the show the show was <laughs> was very similar to the movie in in the story, but it was I would I would compare it to the the first Highlander movie and the Highlander TV show. It kind of has that sort of jump is what I felt is that you know you have all of the. Um, the you know the mythology of the, of the show is set up in the movies, but they they really from the get go you know it's going to be different than than what the movies were. And I think a lot of times with those shows, I just kind of wish that they would not just take what was done in the movies and then try and produce a show about it. I mean, I wish they'd maybe even play with sort of the cliches that were set up in the films 
you know, it's like, okay, he's got his car and his cool motorcycle and he's got his sidekick and, you know, and it's like, can't you do anything else with it? I mean, I understand to some degree they have to play it safe and you have, you know, Blade fans out there, then that's what they're looking for, but you have so much more time. This is where Tom would say something really funny about Blade fans. <laughs> There's not many um, out there to say something funny about it, unfortunately. So here's let me just ask you this, like, because I'm not a big Blade fan, I haven't really seen the movies either. But is there any other little Marvel inside stuff like that, Mark Spector line to draw in a fan? No. The only thing I saw that it was drawn by, or it was drawn by, it was uh, oh co-written by, but yeah. Jeff Johns. And the bad guy's name was Van Skyver, so I don't know After if that Ethan was. Van, yeah, artist, that's what yeah. I'm. That's what I was mm-hmm. kind of thinking. It, do, do you know Bernie? Is that? Do you mm-hmm. think it was? Yeah, Jeff. Uh, was it David Goyer, who's mm-hmm. also a producer on it with uh, Avi Arad? He did mention that the, it was the villain Van okay. Shriver Martin or Marcus. Yeah, Van uh, yeah, Marcus Van Skyver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ethan Van Shriver. Skyver. Skyver. I think uh, it's Skyver. the artist. Yeah. So yeah. That was about the it's only other thing I caught in it. Um, it you know it was it was fun. It, it's Spike TV. It's their first ongoing you know Spike production. Their first their first drama series, and for you know a first out would of have been shoot. better if it was on FX. You know like nine Absolutely. o'clock yeah. right after Rescue Me or something. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> boy, you want to talk about a a, a, a a you know a cable station that is just making some amazing TV shows. FX is just doing. Awesome, awesome stuff. Well, it yeah, that's to be bankrolled by Fox. Yeah, so yeah well, it doesn't, doesn't hurt. hurt. Murdoch's um, got a couple of bucks. Uh, probably um, a little bit of a of a spoiler here. <gasps> and do you want to be spoiled, Matt? <gasps> there, there is a really <laughs> nice twist to this at the end. And if you haven't seen it, you may want to bump the podcast up. You know, a couple minutes. But the the big twist at this is that they really, you know, it, it's a combination of you know the Blade movie and Alias now because one of the main characters gets turned into a vampire and Blade is able to keep her from completely turning to the demonic vampire. And so she has the appearance of a vampire. She has the hunger, but is able to keep it under control, maybe. And now she is going to be basically an inside agent within this vampire um, house. Um, and so it, it, it sets up for you know a lot of drama, a lot of tension. And like all good TV shows that are based on movies or other properties, it's going to be about the character development. And I think the characters that they can look at in this series are not Blade. Blade, I think the more ancillary you can make him to this series as just kind of being there. He's the action guy. But the more interesting you can make the supporting characters, the better the show will be. And they, they have the opportunity to do that now. It's just like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You Absolutely. Know? Exactly the same thing. You get the nice little cast built up. And hopefully, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to really watch this or not, to tell you the truth, because I've just never been a big Blade fan, but if you guys keep putting on your top of the stack, maybe I'll, I'll watch it next week. I'll, I'll, I'll keep up with it and let people I, know what I think. I, yeah. not, not that my opinion matters. If, if anything, <laughs> oh. I'd say Spike is probably the biggest winner on this because they're getting one of their big, very first original programs, so they're getting a built-in Blade audience, however minimal it may be, but it is attached to superheroes, which are a hot property at the moment. You're getting... Uh, you know, a show that you can market 
the living daylights out of and show bumps and promos and commercials for throughout all of their own programming. And that, in the end, you know, if you take any broadcasting one-on-one class, will tell you the, the shows are bait. They're out there to get the advertising dollar. Sure. So at least they can try to, you know, continue building this, uh, you know, this channel and maybe try to get it to the form of FX, although obviously their demographic seems to be young males. Which, for advertisers, is huge. Uh, you know, males 18 to 34, and that's what this whole network is based upon, and, and males 18 to 34, like it just, Blade. It just drives me nuts that these networks and, you know, and also, like, you know, production studios, they waste so much money on films and, and TV shows, and the budgets are, are insane, but they will take no chances with, Stories or character, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, okay, we're gonna do. Uh, we're they'll gonna spend do hundreds e- of thousands of dollars on effects, <clears throat> but they'll they'll skimp on scripts. Well, I right? mean, why Blade? You know, how many Marvel properties are out there that would make a better TV show than Blade? You also have to wonder too with Marvel now, now that they're getting some money to bankroll their own movies, if they're gonna keep the big properties, you know, close to their chest. I mean, they don't want to drop out the aces. Well, this was know. this was Avier produced, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with Blade, you have the built-in audience, you have the movies Well, it's, I mean, they're, they're obviously playing you know. it safe. I mean, it's like a, yeah. they, they have a certain amount of, of... They might not want to dilute a Captain America TV series when no. they make more money on a feature film. I'm so glad Captain America is not coming to take a chance, take a chance on <laughs> something else. I mean, there's enough out there that you well, could take a chance. Well, the other thing, too, I mean... I don't want to... You know, this is a kind of a power-intensive, like, CGI, non-intensive kind of hero, you know. Yeah, you got some blood, you got some... Yeah, whatever, yeah, you know... It's not the same thing as making somebody fly or having to shoot ray beams out of their exactly. body or something. So it's a little maybe cheaper to produce. Yeah. Well, I think they. You said they they don't take chances. I sometimes wonder if they just take the wrong chances. I mean, you know, they had birds of poop. I mean, prey. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, you have something established and it just they just completely change it. But then you also hear about they're making global frequency, and you're all excited about that, and they cancel it before it even comes out. Yeah, never got past the pilot. And that I thought would have been a lot more accessible than a lot of the other. Yeah, just as a, just as a there. show in general. I mean, just the concept of that of that book, you would think more people that don't read comics would be interested in that concept, just because it's not superhero. It's not. Well, I think that's the thing fighting. is that you look at you know the comic. <clears throat> The comic book properties that have transferred over to TV, and now we're probably moving on from Blade and getting into some of the others, the ones that have been successful have been the the super-powered ones. You look, you know, Smallville is probably the most popular superhero property that's come to TV that I can remember, and that's because it's Dawson's Creek meets Lois and Clark. Right, well, Lois and Clark was a pretty big ratings juggernaut for like the first couple of years. Oh, yeah. No, first first so two tanked, seasons. Yeah, yeah, well, the first two Superman seasons. Superman in general has but a long small, history on television. I mean, television. Smallville, but they're season six now? Yeah. It's well, a good show, though. I think it's, it's, you know. do you put your bankroll into the gimmick or the writing? Mm-hmm. Smallville, I think they obviously went for the writing. Um, I don't I don't remember how The Flash did when it was on TV. I remember the, it being kind of odd. It got, the, it, the Flash they got screwed. They screwed up the schedule. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they did a lot of things to make yeah. that show fail, and, and maybe it wasn't the right time they, they for kept, it either. They kept changing nights on yeah. that. They aired the episodes out of order. Like, you know, like the, this is, yeah, exactly like like Serenity. As, as, you know, uh, okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, and that that's, for, for the production values that the Flash series had, you know, you, you can't do
do that. You have to give it every opportunity to succeed. Well, that's the weird thing about that. I mean, that had a huge budget. It was like too. a million dollars. An yeah, episode. I mean, it was enormous. But it's you know, so why put that kind of money into a show and then not support Bad it on the other end of it? You know what feet. I mean? You know, it's like they say, oh, it's not working. It's not working. Yeah. It's costing so much money. We got to tag it. You know, I'm still weeping over them not approving the the JLA. TV pilot. Do you oh guys ever God. buy that? Blue I, leg? I, no, I saw. I saw. It's on YouTube. If you look for the JLA oh, pilot, it, it is quite possibly the worst thing I've ever seen in my oh, life. No way. No, the Thor, oh. the Thor, the Thor one was pretty bad. Did you ever see that Thor? No. Uh, was it the the Hulk team up? No. Oh. Because he was, was on there. That's yeah. No, I thought there was like uh, like six episodes of a Thor uh, TV. Series. I think Matt's right. Like Dare, Daredevil was so. featured. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was the Hulk. Movie, was the Hulk. So they had a, it was like a big burly, um, you know, Nordic guy yeah. with a little woolly vest. <laughs> no, I remember that one, but I swear there was something. Eh, I'm probably wrong. Well, but. What what other comic book <clears throat> properties have succeeded for you guys? Even if it was a short run, what has succeeded for you from an entertainment value? Because I mean, it's what it's about. Was it entertaining? Well, let's. Um, I think that to be the real successful properties, we need to go over into the world of animation because um, the stuff that has really succeeded and been critically acclaimed, you know, the Batman the Animated Series, you know, not so much maybe the Superman cartoon, but, the, you know, the Justice League cartoon and then JLU has gotten, you know, insane raves, uh, a lot of involvement from the actual comic creators themselves. Um, you know, I love the, the Tick animated tick series. Animated yeah, series. <laughs> that was a great show. Yeah. That ran a long time. The X-Men animated series ran a long time. I don't think that was really high quality, but it appealed to people. Um, the, I actually really liked the Tick live action show. I don't know if you guys watched that. It only lasted like nine it. episodes. Yeah, but I only watched one nah, or two. Oh, I, I man, didn't care you gotta, for it. you got to watch that again. What about the, um, I think it's great. The new Avengers movie? The... Ultimate oh, on DVD, director DVD. I thought uh, I saw I did, the second half of that. I, I, thought thought it was pretty good. I, don't, I didn't think it was a failure. <laughs> it was well, it entertaining. Did, it did well yeah. enough that they're doing another one. So. Yeah, well, they had that plan before yeah. they ever released the first one. I, I mean, they, they well, actually, that doesn't mean <laughs> they had it done. Well, <laughs> I mean, they could have canned it easily. But it yeah. had a really, yeah. had it was really negative. I bought it. I bought it. Had a negative kind of blowback from a lot of the ultimate diehards though they were really disappointed that it was well because well because ultimate ultimate is an unkidified version of the avengers and so when you have a chance to see a direct to dvd version of the ultimates i i kind of want to see that grittiness i don't necessarily want that aimed at a 10 or 12 year old i i'm selfish i'm a very selfish comic book fan i want stuff aimed at a 30 three-year-old man that lives on the north side of Chicago. And has a girlfriend. <laughs> with, with a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, what about that show... Um Oh geez, what was it? It was it was sort of like an X Men ripoff. Mutant X. Yeah, Mutant X. Um, I, I watched some of it. How did that tie? Did, did they actually tie into yeah. the X Men in any way? They were mutants, and the title had X, X in it. Yeah. I think originally, there was a lawsuit somewhere involved regarding the title, and well, I thought and they Marvel. produced it in some way. They didn't. No, I think they had some other writers that contributed to the original concept for the series, and then then after that, once the people at Mutant X decided to take it a different way and started using some ideas from X Men. That's when a lawsuit was involved. But the show ran for such a short amount of time, it's really not much to talk about. Yeah, I, I watched, I don't know, a half a dozen episodes it, it's of pretty it. It's pretty thin. You know, once you get past and the Hulk, it, it, gets, it, it gets kind of thin. Yeah. And, <laughs> really? And, and with Witchblade? Yeah, Witchblade, absolutely. And that, that was two seasons. Yeah. The, the, the first two seasons, you know, people rail on Witchblade. There, there are a lot of people I talk to that aren't, 
comic book fans that really like that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lady who ran a bookstore doesn't read any comics, but she loved The Witchblade. I, 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 I would love to see them do The Darkness. As as a TV show. Well, they are doing the darkness as a video game, so yeah, is it? I, I, Xbox, Jen- yeah, Jenkins is uh, writing the script for the video game. Yes, isn't he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. Just to go back on the Hulk uh, show that you mentioned, I think the reason that did really well was the fact their concept behind it was, let's make the story about Bruce Banner, and then we'll introduce the Hulk, but then he becomes something big for the audience. You're sitting through a 45-minute show with commercials, you got it 60 minutes, you got an hour, but for 30 minutes you're watching Bill Bixby walking around trying to solve problems, and it's not until something agitates him or causes him to become the Hulk. You're it making me angry. You don't want to see green. me no, when no, I'm angry. No, no, you have it all wrong, Bernie. It was Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot right. was sold that show. And no. he had the fugitive angle that with the reporter that man. was yeah. following him. And that's always a good high concept. A guy who's going from city to city, town to town, you know, it's worked for Kung Fu, it's worked for MacGyver. <laughs> yeah, Wanderer, you know, yeah. And he yeah, just yeah. happens to turn green and leave it was, strange footprints. You know, and that was sort of the thing that I liked and I think works well with, and that's sort of what I was talking about with Blade, is that do something different with the character. They did something different with the Hulk. I mean, they didn't just go straight from the comics to try and make everyone happy, and it was more successful because of it. You know, I think you make a mistake with trying to recreate a comic book into a television show and not change it. I mean, I think it can go both ways. I think you could try and change it, and, it, and it's awful. And it's but, funny, too, because that's exactly what they did with the Blade movies. Blade didn't have much of an identity before. Right. And then you gave him an identity for the movies, and it did well. Yeah. And now you're doing the TV series, and all you're doing is recycling what you did what in the you movies. Did, right, exactly. Why not step it up a level, because now you have the opportunity. Well, what'll be interesting is when they launch the Blade comic book later on this year, what Blade do they use? They're going to use the TV Blade, I would sure. imagine. Hasn't Absolutely. Blade, like, failed in comics about eight it times? Does. Yeah. I mean, that book never goes anywhere. I don't know why, no matter what they do. No, well, that's the only maybe, Blade maybe. I've ever really even read was when he was in Ghost Rider stuff. Yeah. I mean, that character was in the, the, the Ghost Rider back in the... He actually did show up in the Spider-Man animated he show. He did. He wasn't very uh, <laughs> Blade-like. But then again, neither was the Punisher when he made his appearance. <laughs> so, but all may, those bullets well, seem to miss. May, may, maybe it's failed characters that translate to TV better than the ones that we hold up as the iconic comic characters. Well, I think maybe... Oh, sorry. I, I was just saying, I, I mean, I might be biased, obviously, but I think it all boils down to the writing. If you, mm-hmm. if it's written well, whatever the gimmick, it can, it can look good, it can come off good on screen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's certainly all going to rely on that because... Yeah. That especially in the TV that show because... doesn't mean that it's going to work. No, it doesn't mean it's going to work, but... Right. But with a TV show, even so much more than a movie, you have so much more time to screw up and so much more time to do bad work. It's, I think, a lot harder to write, you know, an episodic show year after year, episode after episode. the difference between, you know, it all comes back to comics, it's the difference between a really well-crafted graphic novel that stands on its own or a long, ongoing series. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, who would have expected something like the X Files to be hu- as huge as it was? Right. Because it was very much a, a genre type show, and you had things like uh, the original Kolchak failing way back when, and uh, it's essentially the same thing. Only now you have FBI agents, and it's a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Well, they, I think they just wrote it a lot better and handled it a lot differently. What happened to Chris Carter? Where this, this is the where is he now? Down to, was it, he did Millennium and well, did Millennium at the same time. Harsh Realm was his last. Harsh Realm. Yeah. I, I think he should write comics. I think he morphed into Joss Whedon.
Hi, I'm Phil Hester, artist of Ant-Man. I love listening to Around Comics, and so should you. You know, you say, well, why don't they try something different? I think part of it is that comic fans get so geeked about this stuff that they, you know, oh, they're changing it. Oh, they gave him a green cape. Oh, screw that. That show sucks. Yeah, but, but then you can't, so you don't please that audience, and then you don't really please the general audience. I think there's a lot of times they get stuck in the middle why you kind of get these half-ass, you know, sort of authentic, sort of not to appeal to the wider audience. Well, that's just it. They're trying things. to play it safe on both ends of it instead of picking some sort of direction and and going with it. And I think that's the problem. You, you get, you know, a mediocre show because you haven't decided on what you're doing. You're trying to, you know... First off, I, you know, trying to please comic book fans, A, is impossible, and B, <laughs> we know we're, that. we're nearly <laughs> insignificant when it comes to the numbers that a TV show needs to be, po- you know, to be popular and, and successful. Um, you have to fool audiences into watching it without them knowing that it's a comic book or comic book-based. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I it depends. Know, it depends. You know, I noticed I mean, on, on Superman. Blade, well, yeah, yeah is a different yeah, type of Superman, character. Superman, that's Superman, right? But I noticed that you know, on on Blade, when I was watching it, is that you know, it's it's a Marvel production. It's not a Marvel Comics production, and they, I feel as a comic fan that they go out of their way to make sure to disassociate it, and from a marketing standpoint. I can't disagree it, with them. You know, I went and saw um, Superman Returns this week, and there was something interesting that I saw in the in the credits. <laughs> um, the first thing that I saw that was interesting, that, you know, they made a big deal, you know, created by um, Joel Siegel. And, uh, and, but then they came, it, it, like, one of the last credits was based on characters published by DC Comics. Or previously no, published sure. by DC Comics, which I yeah, yeah the, which I thought was a weird. Previously published by, I, I think that's what it did. It say previously or just published by DC Comics? They don't. That I don't recall specifically. I, I, I think it might have been comment, just you know, and it might be. But it was a strange thing to read. It was it yeah. was yeah, based on characters published by DC Comics. It's probably because that you know Siegel and Schuster they don't they didn't create all those characters. I don't think they created Jimmy Olsen. I don't think they created all those characters a lot of that stuff came from the radio show um, at the time and so you know DC technically does own right. you know that stuff because they haven't been sued into giving credit you know like Siegel and Schuster have so I don't know it's probably just a cover yeah. I mean, it was just like I said it was just it, odd it stood out to me that I've never seen you know it's the legal catch all yeah oh, something yeah. Well, there, there's a couple interesting uh, TV uh, news bits that uh, that we've heard recently first of all uh, Warren Ellis is developing a show for AMC it's going to be mm-hmm. an original programming for them um, you know knowing Ellis it'll be great you know but I keep well, my I keep my fingers crossed that who knows uh, I mean you never know I mean they, and they no might offense, see the pilot and back out. Yeah. Well, and no offense to Warren Ellis, I I love his comic book work. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything other than his comic book work. It's a different medium, sure. and and you know as much as we enjoy what these guys do in comics, it doesn't you know when you see a guy like Joss Whedon who's been successful in films in TV, and then he comes to comics, and it's obvious writing comics for him comes pretty easy because he's, he's an extremely a writer. talented writer. Yeah. But if all these guys that are in comics could do TV and movies, they probably would be. Sure. You know, and like I said, it, nothing against you know Warren Ellis. I think he's a terrific writer, and I love his work. But you know, I'm kind of taking to, a wait to, and see. To his credit, I think he did. 
picked Joss Whedon and uh, someone else that was mentioned in the story. I, I can't recall, but he uh, he uh, apparently has worked quite a bit with with Whedon to understand the the process of yeah. writing for TV. And well, if there's anybody that can do it, it certainly uh, is. is uh, I think I mean, if AMC guy, is smart, they're going to say, "Do for us what you do for comics." Mm-hmm. If they're smart, because like you say, they might come to him and say, "This guy's a great writer. Let's have him write something for us." And then they start telling him, "Oh, we want to see this. Right, from you. Right. We want to see that." I think that's where things can Get, really yeah. bog down. Yeah. Well, that's in the news story that uh, it was on um, last week's episode, so two Mondays ago, uh, ran the story, and Ellis was just glowing about the freedom and encouragement that AMC has given him. He, he said that he was blown away by the fact that they came to him and told him to be more experimental. To really tell the story that he wanted to tell, and you know that, that could, could be kind that of could scary. Get scary. <laughs> that yeah, could get yeah, real scary. But but that that's a that's a well. Really I think it's a great sign. situation for him. I mean, AMC isn't you know they're they're not you know one of the big networks or something where they're there's going to be that pressure right. to try and create right. something that has to fit in on NBC or CBS or you know right. or even Fox. Um, it's a situation where they can take more chances and and, now, now, and get lucky maybe and you know have a real big now, success speaking of nbc yeah we have just started to see promos pop up on tv for their show this fall called heroes yeah i don't know if you guys saw the the trailer uh that showed up online uh like last month or yes. something but it's good it's basically um the, the setup for the show and i've had other people say oh it's just a straczynski rising stars ripoff or you know whatever basically you have a, a disparate group of people around the world that somehow manifest powers in a world where there really isn't or hadn't ever been powers before. So you have, like, some old Japanese salaryman guy who can teleport or some guy that can paint the future. I was weird little things like that, and somehow they all come together. Um, and it's, we've just seen teasers so far, so I'm not sure exactly how this is going to play out, but that's coming up this fall. Uh, Rich Johnston, the, the Lying in the Gutters guy from okay. CBR... He gave it a very positive review in one of his columns, but from reading about it, it sounded to me a lot like a, a 4400 type. Yeah, is, mm-hmm. that, I, is that good? I the 4400. Uh, yeah, I watched the it's, first it's season. Right. I, it gets a little long-winded yeah, at times. You, yeah. you do, the premise, of course, being the 4400 people that were abducted, they might have narrowed that down to maybe yeah. 100. That would have <laughs> been a little better. And but they, with uh, with heroes, yeah, it's five years. They said at least uh, that's what NBC wants to commit to it, and it's wow. going to be five years Develop. before any of these people fully de- Develop. develop their power. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see them in a very developmental stage, learning to get a grasp on what they're doing. Of course, I'm sure the government will be involved as people become more exposed and start using their powers in public. But it seems like an interesting premise, and they're getting it behind it. Same way with Smallville. You get behind yeah. the characters and, and everything else. Is sort of you know ancillary to that, right? Good characters right. and the and it powers are like second. It'll right be more now, dramatic, exactly. right? Than the pop, than just the powers gimmick. It just seems like uh, I don't know what happened because up until this last year, you know, everybody's like, oh, drama's dead, comedy's dead, it's all reality Lost. TV. Last Lost. year, somehow, all of a sudden, it's all about science fiction shows yeah. on TV. Lost, um, yeah. You know, Invasion, you <laughs> I have... Agree. I completely agree. Uh, well, I don't know what other ones. There's like two or three other ones that got canceled uh, last Surface, year. Lost and was Threshold. So I think people are... The industry. They, yeah. Yeah. Networks are willing to take more they all jump on risks the on science fiction-y kind of Well, it's, it's, it's cyclical. It did that, you know, after V came out. 
you know, you, yeah. you start. Uh, Mark start, Singer, where have you well, gone? You know, but it, it is cyclical. But in the uh, one of the things I wanted to mention, uh, you know, we, we always talk about about great comics that we would love to see as ongoing HBO <laughs> series. Uh, Sal, you said there may be some. No, it was a it was a rumor that no, was, Enos came out. They, no. There was a rumor on some message where I don't remember where it was that. Somebody said that somebody they knew's brother's uncle nephew worked for HBO or something, and that there was going to be a preacher series on HBO. But then, like within a day or two, Garthinas came and said, "No, there's no, no truth to that." That yeah, makes me sad. Yeah, <laughs> I think that came in. That rumor came and went several times, didn't it? I yeah, like it's been talked about back. before, yeah. and this yeah. one was pretty recent. Bar- Barney um, just grabbed a uh, hundred bullets, which would be an yeah. amazing HBO series. I would subscribe to HBO just for that. Same here. The high yeah. concept is so strong. I mean, just the idea that you have a hundred bullets to take out someone that's done you wrong, and you have the overall conspiracy. Carte blanche. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's it's great. You can have every episode stand alone, but mm-hmm. then you can have that X Files mythology, the conspiracy running throughout the whole arc and have the big payoff at the end of the season. It's great. Yeah, well, I think it, it uh, screams for the HBO treatment. Absolutely. Again, I did just read that, uh, again, they're making a video game out of that, so that might Hunter be Bullets? our new No, game. no, they had made that. They actually made that a long time ago. There's a company that made a 100 Bullets uh, video game. It never got produced and you can actually buy the rights to it on, or you could on eBay. Well, at one I, point. I, just saw I mean, they may, maybe they're doing month, it now again. Yeah, one of the comics presents a hundred bullets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I just saw one of these magazines this last month. I read something that it was going forward again or something. Oh, maybe so yeah. I, I thought I, I saw yeah, that too. And I thought I, yeah. like wasn't Azarello scripting it or something too? I, I think so. I, well, the original, I, I, I saw some like screenshots it. of it. It actually looked pretty cool. There was, but um. We'll I, I think we'll a comic we'll that to do, uh, that could do really them. well, and I don't even think it really would have to be on HBO, and it could probably reach a wide o- audience. Is Why the Last Man? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think really. that's just. A, I mean, especially with like the popularity of Lost. Yeah. You know, it, you could do, and there was that. You know, Straczynski did that show on Showtime called Jeremiah. Yeah. Which was an interesting concept, but it ended up being a boring show, and that would be the only thing I would kind of fear with Why the Last Man is it could turn out to be. What? Kind of boring. Would you want to start that show? right now until it's done, or would you want to wait for him to actually be done with the whole story before you start the TV show? Well, by now um, it'll be done before he gets yeah. produced. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. only it only has uh, twelve more issues, something like that. Not yeah. many, but yeah. see, uh, it's like Vaughn said though. It's it's one of those things that's on the b- dangerous border of becoming like a you know a, a Skinamax flick. But yeah, you yeah, sur- yeah, got easily. this drama right. angle, and it's it's a high concept. Again, it goes but it's back very to the, good. It goes you know? back to the writing. Exactly, I mean, it, it all exactly. depends on. But I mean, it just. Well, when I first heard about, it, I thought my first thought was like, "This sounds kind of weird." Uh huh. But I bought. I think they did a collected of the first two. Yeah. I was sucked in. I was, oh this yeah. Is awesome. It's just great stuff. I mean, yeah. there's no question. It, ex like machina, any of this ex stuff, machina. you know, Brian K. Vaughn lends himself to TV. Yeah, for an adult drama. Well, Ex Machina, I mean, is, I mean, it's almost like a pulp radio show put into a comic. So, I mean, it's, it's written so much into that vein of. of, uh, You think Brian Wood will ever make the jump to TV? You think his stuff? I don't know. He won't. I don't. You know, he doesn't even want to make the jump to mainstream comics. I mean, the guy's been offered, you know, mainstream stuff. Repeatedly and turned it down because he just wants to do what he's Wouldn't doing. Wouldn't DMZ be a great HBO miniseries? Um, miniseries, yes. Series, no. Yeah, that's why, that's why I say miniseries. You could do a miniseries. You know, uh, I mean, I like it. Um, yeah. 
And that's I see that as as a mini. Well, if Robin or. if Robin Williams keeps talking it up, it may become sure. one. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, on CBR. Uh, no, he did a he did an interview with some film website or magazine, and okay. they were talking to him about the possibility of him playing the Joker in the next Batman movie. And then he started talking about how he's always read comics and he loves any and he said there's just you know he was talking about how many great stories there are in comics how many great comics are are being written nowadays and then he mentioned he's like well there's this one i'm reading right now by brian wood called dmz and and talked about i think he actually talked about what we're talking about is like you know you could make this into a great movie or a great tv show you know and and on one hand i'd kill for that kind of publicity oh god i mean (laughs) yeah i mean on the other it's like to uh, yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, at the same time, it's like you say, how cool is it that he's he admits that you know? Uh, I hate to make it sound like he's coming out of the closet or something, but I mean, how cool is it that <laughs> you have these people that are these high-profile celebrities saying, "I read comics. It's okay." Yeah, uh, it's great for the industry. I mean, you, you know, you just see it building everywhere. I mean, yeah. now they have you know this n- new movie with Uma Thurman and yeah. uh, you know she's By a super ex girl yeah say, which looks kind of bad to me well, when I saw the preview but yeah it's just the idea of you know comics are you know especially you know superheroes are everywhere but right I mean you see a lot of you know and we had talked about this before with movies that a lot of independent stuff is being made into comics but the relationship is being severed where you know they don't even talk about right. it being a comic book they don't even that you know well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's easier for them to take a property yeah. that's been successful in independent comics you know a la ghost world uh-huh. uh, art tradition. school confidential yeah. world the world to perdition and wow. not history of violence stigma, history you of violence. tell people Absolutely. that was a comic and they're shocked really yeah. Yeah. Oh, no idea mm-hmm. yeah yeah, the stigma isn't there. You don't have that attachment to something as, you know, juvenile, quote-unquote, as comedy. Well, you know, here, here's another book. Werewolves Call of the Wild is is something that, you know, from the limited exposure, you know, I, I, I've had to it. You know, Mike's story could be adapted to TV very easily. Hollywood execs, if you're listening out there, <laughs> he's willing to deal. Is, the options are available. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, there I, I, I plugged Mike's book. Um, but once again, I mean, it goes back to what we talked about before, is that, you know, the great thing about comics is there's no genre. There's right. all genres in yeah, comics. Right. You can find anything you want. It's you know, just whether everybody it's, assumes it's... Uh, it's superheroes, yeah. you know, and it's... I think that's slowly breaking down, though. I think it's slowly, you know, weeding its way through the mainstream and people are starting to, to realize... I mean, you know, superhero movies sell... Millions and millions of tickets, mm-hmm. and it's not just comic book, you know, readers that are going to see those movies ten times. No. That are, you it's, know, it's a lot of them though. But it, you know, it, that's what the that's what the iconic characters. I know, oh man, I just got to put this in. I know this is a television or anything, but you know, I think this week a lot of thunder got stolen by they released that Spider-Man three trailer the same day that Superman returned. I thought you were gonna <laughs> say Blade coming out the same oh, week that Superman no, no. came out. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's like a drop Blade. in the bucket. That, I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but yeah. that trailer just blew my mind. I'm so now waiting 11 months for that. We'll see. Hey, but the, you know, it's and, and it's funny. I was in when I saw Superman Returns. They played the trailer of Spider-Man three, and yeah. it's like there's a row of guys behind me that are you know mid twenties, obviously comic book fans and superhero fans whatever and they're all just oh you know venom you know and they're just blown away and i'm like Wait a minute, didn't everybody hate venom didn't i mean didn't they <laughs> you know venom. it's like a, you know it just got to the point where, and it's just funny that 
you know, everybody bitches about something, but then you see it, you know, in a movie, and it's like, oh, you know, that's amazing. And, and well, I've seen, yeah, like a couple months ago, before when everybody's talking about that Venom was going to be in the movie, and they were like, oh, it sucks. Yeah. I hate him. I don't want him in. The but then you see it, and it's like, yeah. oh, wait a minute, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Well, guys, um, I, I think that we've gotten into this topic, and these are supposed to be the shorter episodes. So, um, you guys Favorite have, shows? you guys have, yeah, anything to to wrap up with, Mike? Yes. Um, first of all, Mike, the uh, the comic Werewolves Call of the Wild, uh, C O T W Comic dot com. Correct. And that'll that'll get you anywhere else that you need to go to find out where to order it, etc. Right. Okay. Yep. So please check out uh, Mike's book, Werewolves Call of the Wild. Um, do you have any any final words? Just uh, again, if if the Hollywood execs stay the hell out of the properties and l- let it stick to what the creators made it successful as, I think we'd see a lot more better comic adaptations. Bernie? I think uh, as the adage is in sports, uh, winning solves a lot of problems. I know Mike would probably agree with me, good writing solves a lot of problems. If you just get a good creative team on there, you let them spread their wings and put Mm -hmm. some quality into it and not so much uh, be apprehensive about what they could do that could steer it off course, but what they could do that could make it interesting, unique and bring an audience to it, then I think you'll be surprised. You've got a lot of creators from Hollywood coming over to comics, and I think as they come here, the stigma will be removed to a certain extent. I think it'll always be there, but good stories are good right. stories. Matt? Um, you know, I think the, pro- the part of the problem is that uh, I think we should be looking more towards the independent side of things for successful like TV and movie properties. Um, like we said, you know, History of Violence is a pretty great movie, but, you know, really had nothing that you would never know that that was a quote-unquote comic book movie um and that could stand alone and so if we talked about like the vertigo stuff you know certainly would play a lot better and um you know you're always going to have that kind of hokey guy in a rubber suit like the flash that was one thing about the flash tv show i don't know if you thought you know the suit was a little goofy it was like sculpted rubber and uh, it looked kind of strange but um you know that and i also think that uh, the animated animated shows are the the wave of the future if you're looking for superhero stuff Sal? Um, You know, part of me uh, you know, growing up as a kid I you know wanted anything to do with comic books so, you know, part of me now sits back and goes, wow, this is you know, all my adolescent dreams come true no matter how bad this stuff is Uh, you know, just to see the human torch flying around on the big screen and and you know whatever it may be so part of me enjoys it regardless of how good or bad it might be my only concern is that i don't want it to get to the point where it's flooded and so much bad water material down. comes out that it just pushes the industry that much further down than it is you know what i mean it's like and that's that's my only fear is like okay Superheroes are starting, you know, comic books in general are starting to see an upswing in other mediums, in popularity. But I don't want it to get to the point where it gets so blown out and you see just crap movies and terrible TV shows. And then... <laughs> kind of like the comics st- themselves. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, And then it's just, you know, it, it will... It could be, you know, uh, uh, not a you know final nail in the coffin, but... You know, I think comics are at our sort of like a very precarious point right now, um, and if we're not careful, it could really damage the industry. You know, beyond repair, maybe. All right, 
Well, gentlemen, thank you for uh, being on the panel today. Uh, appreciate it. Mike, Bernie, Sal. Thanks. Matt, you guys have a, well, a, a great rest of your week. Uh, my final thoughts are that we are now proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. CPN <laughs> <laughs> is the collection of the best comic book podcasts on the net. You can learn more about the network and find more great podcasts at at comicspodcast.com I'd like to thank everyone for their involvement in our forum uh, uh, check out more about Around Comics uh, we'll take a look at our community we have some great posters at our forum go to www.aroundcomics.com for uh, the best in comics news reviews and opinions uh, we'll be announcing our haiku winner on this coming uh, Monday. Monday's episode, so uh, and probably announcing a new contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sal, you have anything else for the fine people uh, out there? No, just uh, yeah. Keep send us sending us emails. Contact us. If you yeah, got something please. to say? Something to you know talk about? We uh, still have the MySpace page. If you want to come on there and be our imaginary friend, yeah. um, top of the stack. If you want to send, send in, in a, a two-minute to five-minute. Uh, audio file, no, no, uh, uh, twenty-five minute dissertations Please. on why you think Plastic Man's latest <laughs> appearance was great. Um, yeah, MP3 files uh, are fine, or M M4A files. I can convert those. Uh, is that it? Yeah, I think I think that's another show. All right, guys, uh, everyone have a fantastic rest of their week. We'll be back again next Monday with another full length episode. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in and around comics. <laughs> If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com, or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that, and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for this show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week, where the panel will change, but our mission stays the same, bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics.